We all want to feel better, be happier, and have more freedom. And there are endless resources at our fingertips. But wading through a sea of self-help books, podcasts, and workshops takes more time than anyone has. Except me. That's my job. I curate and translate the latest, most effective personal development wisdom to help you elevate your personal experience and improve the way you show up for others. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. Four keys to getting as much or more out of your second half of life. My hope for you in this episode of the Self-Helpful Podcast is for those of you nearing midlife or already past it to divest yourself of the frustration you have from lacking strength in some areas of your life that you've relied on and finding great hope and inspiration and, and start shifting to a new strength. I'm wrapping up the series with Arthur Brooks and the message in his book, From Strength to Strength, Finding Success, Happiness, and Deep Purpose in the Second Half of Life. It was a gift to talk with Arthur, then also have a discussion on this strength to strength message with his colleague at Harvard, Robert Waldinger. Robert has a TED Talk about the good life, has a book also, but the TED Talk has 43 million views, I think another 20 million over on YouTube. These guys are some of the top researchers on happiness, and their research is profound and paradigm shifting. In this episode, I'm going to give four highlights from the three episodes we've done that I'm pondering on for myself and focused on uh, in my life. I'm discussing it with friends and peers, and I want to offer it to you here. The Self-Helpful Podcast was founded through the Zig Ziglar Corporation. In June 15, 16 of 2023, I want to be in Dallas to attend and speak at the Ziglar Coach Summit. Friends, if you're somebody who wants to influence people for the better, professionally or personally, which of course you are, or you wouldn't be listening to this show, I invite you to check out the event and think about joining us. Join me there. Go to Ziglar, Z-I-G-L-A-R.com slash coach summit. And following these sponsors who help make the show possible and provide great resources for your life, I bring you four highlights and takeaways on how to maximize the second half of your life. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, four keys to getting as much or more out of your second half of life. And to begin with, here's a quick uh, definition or um, overview of the concept here. Fluid knowledge and crystallized knowledge. While fluid intelligence, we're going to talk about it, they, they define it here as intelligence, intelligence or knowledge. While fluid intelligence involves our current ability to reason and deal with complex information around us, and this could be independent of any previously acquired knowledge. Crystallized intelligence involves learning knowledge and skills that are acquired over a lifetime. All right. So number one, fluid knowledge. The first half of our lives is for innovation. This is where we utilize our raw smarts. Again, based on we may not have experience, but man, we can just figure things out or come up with ideas. Raw smarts. We forge new paths. We build. We accumulate. And I refer to this in the previous shows, previous episodes as being on the front lines of battle in essence. And whether it's the front lines of starting careers, businesses, having and raising children, buying and establishing a home, generating money, even physical achievements. We're on the front lines, right? And Arthur labels this as our time of living in and leveraging our fluid knowledge. The myth then is that as we just get older that, oh, we can't do that same stuff. And that's what he showcases that you're right. We, we can't really continue at that pace with fluid knowledge. It does run its course. And if we don't understand that, we start to get scared at that midlife point and after that, oh my gosh, how long can I keep up this pace? How long can I keep up this work? And what he's saying is you're, you're right. You may not be able to, it's because you're supposed to evolve into a different type of work. It's a myth that Arthur busts. And again, on one hand, he is agreeing. We can't keep doing all those things as well as we used to. Our fluid knowledge is going to peak and also ultimately it's going to uh, decline. But he dismisses the concept of our overall decline. And he's not saying that we lose all ability for fluid knowledge. There's people in their 60s and 70s using fluid knowledge, innovating, forging new things. You can do that. But you are going to plateau and and lose some of that ability. And what I really have found for myself is that while I may have the ability, I just don't have as much desire for it. I am kind of tired of the forging new paths and innovation type aspect. I'm just not as inspired by it. Um, I'm not as interested in it. It doesn't, again, it's the accumulating and building and growing. I've done so much of that. And his message really helps me see that that's realistic and relevant and be okay with that. It's not a lessening of me. It's me growing to something different, which brings us to point two, crystallized knowledge. So we leave behind leveraging fluid knowledge, and now we move into a new strength, as Arthur says, one that we have now earned with all that experience that we've had. We we're evolving to it, not declining away from something else. We're evolving to this now. 
we move off the front lines in essence, and, and in, this is my paraphrasing, let's say we climb up onto a surrounding knoll to witness everything and participate now in the overall strategy to question, what are we doing here? What's the best way to do this? We use our wisdom, the wisdom, again, one can only have from spending so long on the front lines, the front lines of so many initiatives and endeavors that we've had in our lives. Now is the time to use our crystallized knowledge to move from fluid into crystallized. Again, doesn't mean that we can't have both. Uh, doesn't mean we can't be 80 and have a still a good amount of fluid knowledge. Probably not going to be as adept at it as we used to be. And I'm again, more keyed in on those of you like me who may just find yourself kind of tired of working in that capacity and you're just interested in another capacity, crystallized knowledge. So we move from forging new paths to guiding others. And we may guide them on established paths or help guide them as they forge new paths. And I find myself, as I was writing this, wanting time, more time to, to ruminate, to ponder, to write, to impart, and to just enjoy life as well. Stop and smell the roses instead of blowing the petals off of them as I race by. Not a slowing down out of inability, but a slowing down to notice and take in and appreciate have an experience. Again, something that I couldn't have done earlier because I didn't have the wealth of knowledge and understanding and insight as I do now. So where the first half of life was spent building and innovating, I now find myself wanting to simplify and impart. And it's incredibly exciting and inspiring to hear that this is what my brain is actually evolving to do. So my lack of inspiration to push and pull and build and forge are not because I lack ability. My ability is simply shifting to a new strength I could not have had previously. That's exciting and hopeful and inspiring, but we're going to have to shift. I mean, I need to reorient myself and my roles towards that. Number three here, if we don't do this well, if we don't understand this concept of strength, the strength that Arthur Brooks has given us, we're either going to burn out or give up. And the burnout comes from getting to, I'm 52, and to think, oh my gosh, I've got to keep going and forging and innovating and creating and building and accumulating like I have been, that I start to get scared. And that's what he talks about in the first part of his book uh, that's profound to me and anyone else. He calls us the strivers. I, I talk about aspiring people. He calls them the strivers, that we're going to keep pushing and pushing and then start to get scared of going, man, I don't know if I can keep up this pace. It's wearing me out. More And we start to think again of decline. He's saying, no, no, you're declining in that area. You're supposed to move to a new one. If you don't, you're likely going to burn out. And that's such a hot phrase right now. We're going to be of burnout. And we see that with people that they just push and push and push in this area till they burn out. And the point is you should not be pushing. You should evolve to a next step. The other side of it then is just giving up. And I don't want to just be negative on the aspect of uh, retirement. But my experience by far and large, not always, there are exceptions, but people retire because they've been doing something they don't enjoy. They don't find inspiration and they may not find a lot of meaning or they're worn out doing that role, but they're probably in a role of fluid knowledge. If they were able to, are able to, if you are able to move into crystallized knowledge, uh, you will find great zest to keep working, being productive in essence. And I don't think anybody really wants to sit in a rocking chair all day. And there's only so much golf or whatever that you can do. Now, you may want to 
not have the pressures of having to provide every day. I understood uh, with that, but to be able to have the time and sit back and think, what do you want to impart? What can you now use that wisdom for and possibly create better works, more meaningful works, legacy in essence, uh, that's far greater than anything you did in the first half of life. I mean, I, you know, thinking about myself, I'm still able-bodied. I posted a new PR on one of my favorite trails on, on my mountain bike uh, a couple weeks ago. It does take me longer to recover for those big efforts, but um, I also find I'm having fun just riding, riding, writing and riding, but riding my bike just for the joy of it. I don't have to push. I don't have to get a new PR all the time, but are we going to burn out or are you going to give up? Cause you just want a stinking break. And I, there are some things I want a break from, but I don't want to break overall. I want to get up in the morning with curiosity and with interest and with inspiration and with purpose. And I really do feel like I've got the, you know, the best is yet to come. It's pithy. I really believe it. Fourth point here though, that's really worth bringing out is the aspect of achievement. We are an achievement based culture. And what Arthur brings us to in his research is that we generally choose achievement over happiness. And I'm going to say in the first half of life, I think we're pretty darn suspect for doing that. And now is that what you want to keep doing? This is a time where hopefully you have the ability to step back. That's what he's calling us to and look at happiness, uh, not just you know, making ourselves, uh, just pleasuring ourselves in that sense. But, but, but what are we doing that gives us joy and happiness that we can impart again to others? Uh, he said, or I don't know actually if it was Arthur, I think it was actually Robert Waldinger. He says he wants to remember, no, it was Arthur. He wants to remember the why of what he does over just the what he does. Remember the why of what you do over what you do. What do you want to leave in the world because you are here? That's what he tasked us with, challenged us with. What do you want to leave in the world because you were here? This is the time to look at that. You've done a lot of things. What do you want to leave and impart to people now? And then it was Robert Waldinger who said, when I asked him about achievements and he sat there and he thought this was in part three and he said, you know, I, I, I'm more interested in as far as achievements not looking at, hey, I want to get to this place. I want to achieve this goal. I want this achievement. Instead of that, he's saying, I want to be on this path. And he's looking at his day-to-day life. I want to do things that inspire me, that give me joy, that I am well-equipped to, which again is a crystallized knowledge aspect. And looking at experiences over achievements. One of the guys, one of those guys said they want to binge experiences now, not Netflix or, or, uh, even new endeavors always, but experiences. So again, looking at achievements, a good time to look at achievement, how you look at your achievement, what do you want to, uh, achieve? And you may want to look at it different. Now there are still a lot I want to do. I still have a lot of achievements, but at this point I find my interest more in enjoying the day than sacrificing it for an an achievement down the road. Again, it's not just about having fun, not just about pleasure. I want to do meaningful things and it may be hard work, uh, but it's joyful work and it's crystallized knowledge focused work. So in conclusion there, you know, I feel like I've achieved a lot. I'm 52. I've done, I've done much, honestly, as I think about it, maybe too much. 
And in regards to all of it, there is an aspect of things I feel tired of. Tired of that kind of energy. Again, the fluid knowledge, the building, the forging, the innovating. But it doesn't mean I won't build and forge and innovate some. It's just not what inspires me. It's not, that's not the role I want to be in all day, every day. As much as leveraging all I've learned and experienced and going deeper, more being, in essence, and less doing. But in that, I really feel the next decades, again, will see my most significant contributions uh, to the world, to my family and relationships. So here's to you and your contributions as you move from one strength to another, and I'd venture to say to your best strength. Well, thanks again to Arthur Brooks. He is the muse for this series. Uh, You can find his book, From Strength to Strength, Finding Success, Happiness, and Deep Purpose in the Second Half of Life. You can find it anywhere and find him, connect with him at arthurbrooks.com. Also, thanks to Robert Waldinger for joining me to discuss this topic further. His book is The Good Life, Lessons from the World's Longest Scientific Study of Happiness. And again, if you want a quick snapshot, type in Robert Waldinger uh, TED Talk, and you'll find a TED Talk that uh, tens of millions of people have watched. And you can find him at robertwaldinger.com. Friends, thanks for tuning into this self-helpful podcast where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience in the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends.